0: You're listening to Bootstrap Wellbeing Inquiries podcast episode number 6. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you all one of the most vulnerable moments in my life when I realized how disconnected, lonely, and unseen I was wearing the perfectionism armor and how I got out of it. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Aga Sarkowska, and I'm a queer well-being coach whose purpose is to help LGBTQ+ community and a beautiful self just like you to gain clarity on your thoughts, beliefs, and fears, so you can design and create the life that you truly want and desire—a life that is balanced, abundant, harmonious, a life that does not conform to society labels, acceptable boxes, or acceptable norms. In every episode, I will show you how to claim your rightful space in the universe by sharing queer tips, tricks, and techniques for you to get out there and make it happen. If this is your cup of tea, let's brew it together, gorgeous! Hey, 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 gorgeous queers, how's it going? Thank you so much for being here and tuning in to episode 6 of Bootstrap Wellbeing Inquiries podcast with me, your host, Coach Aga. Today is going to get real. Because in today's episode, I'm going to share with you the story of how I became the disconnected queer perfectionist and lived that life for more than 30 years there's a lots of lessons you're gonna be learning in this episode and I'm gonna go through the whole story and share the lessons at the end of this episode so keep on listening and today this episode is very emotional for me cause I had trust issues for a very long time and these issues go back to my early childhood I lived with a belief that people had to earn my trust first before i let them into my life because that guaranteed me that these people would not take advantage of my weak points and i wouldn't get hurt but what i want you to recognize while listening to this episode is that i don't feel bad about my story or i don't even feel embarrassed about it yes telling the story makes me vulnerable and emotionally exposed And at risk of judgment and criticism but it is my story these are my experiences these are my struggles and if someone asked me if I'd go through it all over again without second thoughts I'd say hell yeah because these moments and events made me who I am right now I don't feel like a victim or sorry for myself all I feel is the gratitude and almost like a personal power, that I can share this story with you today. So what is this story all about? Well, it's about me becoming the disconnected queer perfectionist and how I lived that identity for more than 30 years of my life. But before we jump in, I want to set the stage by tackling the belief that perfectionism is a strive for excellence. Uh, it's a strive for self-improvement, and it's a key to our success. Now, if that would be the case, then all perfectionists would never work and we work stuff, would never please perform and prove, would never believe that they are not enough, and would never embark on an endless quest to always look and do everything just right. Can you show me one perfectionist, who doesn't think or feel like that well you probably can't now some of us were raised to believe that perfectionism is a healthy competition and a holy grail to be the best and some of us learned it through quiet observation and self detection now whatever the case we have been directly or indirectly indoctrinated in that belief by our parents by our teachers and even our environment And that indoctrination created our reality but the truth is perfectionism is really an illusion it's an unattainable goal it is self-destructive and it's addictive because it is more of a perception in terms of what will people think rather than internal motivation such as how can i improve It's a defensive move and almost a battle cry for acceptance and approval. And this does not allow many to live their dreams, to live who they really are, and to live an unapologetically authentic life. And that was me for many years without realizing it until i read the gifts of imperfection by the amazing brene brown and until i realized that perfectionism was a boulder heavy armored i assembled at the age of 10 years old to simply protect me from shame judgment rejection criticism and pain it had nothing to do with me striving to be my best self And it weighed double the burden the moment I realized I was physically attracted to girls. Now, the idea in this episode is to serve more as an opportunity for me to tell you that if you do identify as disconnected queer perfectionist, which causes you exhaustion, which is making you feel lonely, feel tired and hurt, there is a way of dealing with it. And I'm gonna go through how I adopted that identity, how I got rid of it, and steps that I needed to take to reframe the thoughts that I had in my head and the beliefs I was holding true for a very long time. So how did it all really start? And this is where the story really gets vulnerable. I had a very unstable household and was exposed to alcoholism at a very young age from someone who was important inside my life, and I had to deal with it on a daily basis. And that someone was my dad. His alcohol addiction was getting the worst out of him to such an extent that I cannot recall a day when he was sober. What I can recall, though, are the countless days of him going home from work so drunk that his briefcase was leading the way, all in plain view of all the neighborhood kids and the friends next door. Some of them laughed, some of them pointed fingers, some of them felt sorry and pity for me and my older sister. While I was standing there with that warm feeling of shame covering me from my head down to my toes. Soon after, my dad left us, and my parents eventually got a divorce. Being seven years old, I didn't really understand what was going on, except that I no longer felt ashamed and my dad was no longer around. But what I've seen was my mom's struggle to raise me and my sister as a single parent. So it didn't take me much time to come to a conclusion that I had to be the best at school and in my studies so my mom would have less things to worry about. I was a pretty smart kid, so it really wasn't a big deal for me to excel. And I was always in top three on my class. But what I didn't realize at that time was that I became a perfectionist at a very young age. And that was not a healthy place to operate in because I used to recognize my own value and my self-worth through my grades, through my manners, through my achievements, through following rules through my appearance and even through my sports performances. Being second best was not an option for me. And around that same time, I started having those trust issues that I was talking about a while ago, and these circled back to those moments of shame pouring over me. And I promised myself that I would never allow anything or anyone to make me feel like that ever again. And I was aloof toward people I just met. I had to go through loops and hoops to gain my trust. And believe me when I say many tried but only a handful succeeded. I armored up with perfectionism so heavily that soon I lost the visibility of where my truest self was ending and where the pretending me was starting. And once I realized I had a huge crush on my close friend back in 8th grade, and I'm gonna tell you y'all, she was really cute, it all went south from there. Because growing up in a religious family, in a country deeply rooted in Christianity, being gay or queer was regarded as a deadly sin and almost as the incarnation of the devil himself. So I doubled up. I doubled up on my perfectionism armor and pushed even harder to outperform everyone and myself simply to fit in because that guaranteed praise, approval, and acceptance instead of shame, hurt, and rejection. For the disconnected queer perfectionist that I used to be, perfectionism was my daily hustle to gain that praise, to gain that approval, to get that acceptance everywhere I went and for everything I said and done. Let me tell you all, it was not a happy place. It was a cake not worth the candle. But for me that time and for all of those years, it was my daily bread. What I didn't realize was how my perfectionism was affecting those around me. My friends, my colleagues, people that I worked with, people that I loved, when they haven't met the sky-high standards I set for them silently in my quote-unquote perfect world, I labeled them as plain stupid. They were no strangers to hearing me say, come on, use your brain, or what's so difficult in understanding this? Or worst case, I am questioning your IQ level now. trust me, the disappointment I felt was palpable. Walking around pissed off, angry, hammering the keys on my keyboard, slamming down the phone or every door was just a prelude. I scared the shit out of people. The same people I tried so hard to please to avoid rejection. What a paradox, right? All that striving for perfectionism, made me disconnected, made me feel lonely with barely any friends, and constantly pleasing, performing, and proving my worth to others for more than 30 years of my life. Until that one fateful day a couple of months ago when I was reading The Gifts of Imperfection by Brené Brown. In this book, Brené... Defines what it takes to live a wholehearted life. To live a life in a way of engaging with the world from a place of worthiness and how to deal with the things that get in the way of living that wholehearted life in 10 guideposts. I was reading the guidepost on cultivating self-compassion by letting go of perfectionism yep you heard me correct how to cultivate self-compassion by letting go of perfectionism i was only on page two where she shares her definition based on her grounded research and study what perfectionism is and what it does to our lives i remember reading that page over and over again several times trying to convince my perfect self that what I was reading was just a woo -woo and it couldn't be true. But the more I read, the more it was sinking in. And at that moment, something switched for me. At that moment, I realized that living with the identity of the disconnected queer perfectionist was making me suffer and causing me pain and those around me rather than helping me. I realized that perfectionism was just a misleading illusion. And the belief I held true for so many years that I had to be the best so my mom would have one worry less was nothing more than just an excuse to keep me safe from judgment, shame, criticism rejection and getting hurt when that hit me and it hit me hard i just sat there all alone in my room with silence so thick that i could almost touch it i cannot remember how long i sat in that silence but it was long enough for me to slowly strip the perfectionism armor i assembled and carried it for so many years. This was the first time in my whole life that I felt so vulnerable and so emotionally exposed. And it scared me. It scared the shit out of me. But again, for the first time in my life, I felt real. I felt good enough. I felt I was worthy. And then I realized that I was put on this earth for a much bigger purpose than to chase approval and acceptance from others and in many cases from people I didn't even know. Because it is breathtaking how much our identities matter when other humans are around and how the external world controls our beliefs about reality in ourselves. I realized I had to remember who I was and project that identity to the world. Now, as a recovering good enoughist and spirited queer imperfectionist, I still have a long way to go cause old habits die hard. But whenever I fall into the perfectionism trap, I no longer dwell there for hours cause I know how to get out of it quickly. I sit in silence and repeat to myself, remember who you are. Remember who you are. So the last thing I want to leave you with is this. I know that it is hard for us queers in our LGBTQ plus community to show up to the world as our truest selves because we are still being marginalized very often criticized, judged, and rejected. We often experience acts of violence, verbal and physical abuse. In many cases, we still live in the acceptable boxes because of our culture, tradition, upbringing, um, religions, and even places where we live. That's why we adopt an identity we know will protect us. Now, living with that identity is safe. Yes, I admit that. But exhausting and suffocating. It is so draining to constantly seek approval and acceptance by scarring people's faces and analyze their behaviors towards you. And according to what you see and what you hear, you become who you're supposed to be to get the confirmation that you fit in. But this all does not mean that you cannot be true and real to yourself as you are. Taking off your armor, be it perfectionism or any other belief you adopted, is a first step to live an unapologetically authentic life. Take the first step and see how the world changes around you. Because when you change the way you look at things, things you look at change because when you change the way you look at things things you look at change if you like this episode and it resonated what i would love you to do is to take a screenshot on your phone while listening to this episode write your biggest breakthrough and post it on your ig stories tagging me at coach aga starkovska so please go ahead Do it and I see you all in the next episode. But until then, this is Kojaga signing off for today. Reminding you all to get out there and claim your space. Stay gorgeous queers. Bye.